Welcome to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels. And once again, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Jillian Winters. Did it again. Hello. What do you, Did, where do you care where I hold the mic? Listeners, can you tell the difference when Jesse's covering the entire mic with his hand? I'm not covering the mic. With, I'm, having, I'm holding it like this. This part of the mic, the top part, which is right there. Is where my hand is. I know, but doesn't it pick up sound from more than the top part? I don't know. It, I, I, was, why do you care? Because I care about the quality of this podcast, Jesse. Okay. It, if I'm involved in something, I'd like for it to be the best. It's fun. It's not a condenser mic. Therefore, it doesn't pick up audio the same way. It's a unidirectional mic. It picks it up in one direction. So I'm pretty sure just talking to the top of it does is where the mic comes from. Look, it doesn't pick up as well. So. Well, you have the headphones, so I can't hear. Well, I just saw the levels. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'll stop pestering you about it. Jeez. A little behind the scenes, people. Well, anyways, besides that tiff of everyday marriage life here in the Ronald's Winters household just arguments over trivial details. Okay, that's not every day. Well, it's a, it, but what the arguments we have is about stuff that's really in the end unimportant that we have. And they don't even need to be arguments if you would just listen to me. Says Hitler. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I can't help but I'm usually right. Maybe not about the mic, but about some other things. Most things. Just do what I say. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, um, so let's see. It's uh, we're recording the day before this podcast comes out. You know. But at least we're doing it. But um, besides all that, in our minor spat we had early on in the episode. Um, so we're, um, let, let's see, what happened? What happened last week, but over the weekend? Nothing really, huh? Oh, wait, the tornadoes. I we don't fared anything about last week. We fared well for the t- tornadoes, the ones oh. that ripped through that Amazon facility. Yeah, there was three different tornado warnings. Yeah. One happened while we were still in the basement like it just it the way they had it was different times and then if you read the details it describes like a different tornado even though it's the same county. Um so one happened, we took the cats downstairs, which was a pain in the butt. Second one happened while we were down there, so we just had to stay down there longer. And then we got back up, let the cats out, and literally like five minutes later, we had to take the cats back downstairs. Yeah. They were displeased. Yeah. But um, after that, it was, um, I mean, it was not no damage to our home. Didn't hail. Yeah, Alton didn't get, like, anything. No. I mean, it was kind of loud. Our recycling can flipped. Yeah. That was about it. No big deal. Which, 
I mean, I'm, yeah, super thankful for because, well, excuse me, um, we have, even though we, it's a basement, there's still like windows. Yeah. That's most basements. Uh, have you been in a lot of basements? You're from Louisiana. How would you know what basements look like? Well, I mean, every movie I've seen, there's a window pane sticking out of a basement or a TV show. I mean, yeah, I guess most have like little, yeah, little ones at the top, maybe. I don't know. I just feel like ours are kind of big. I, I won't. Okay, sure. Yes. There are quite a few basements that don't have any windows, though. Okay. Sure. Do do you want to get ours concreted over? No, it just... We need to figure out where the best space is to take the kitty kitties. I guess maybe the bathroom downstairs. Is there a window in there? I can't remember. No. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. But the, the, those, uh, yeah, but the light, the windows down there on the outside, there's like these big coverings over Yeah, that are plastic. Those would rip right off. All right, I'm just saying. I mean, that's the whole point is like tornadoes can blow the windows out and create like weird suctiony things, I think. Well, I'm just, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, a little plastic topper. It's not going to do much. Calm down. Don't tell me to calm down. It's just, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, you're probably right. I am right. Okay. (laughs) And then, um, I think for the weekend, did we go anywhere Saturday night? I don't remember anything. I don't think so. Did, Did we, we go to Lindsay's or something? Or I did, I literally have no idea. Where were we last weekend? Oh, I remember. I did Christmas cookie baking, and you went to Chris's goodbye party. Oh, that's right. And that's... then you slept till like noon the next day. Got it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man, how could... Jesse got drunk. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I spent literally eight hours on my feet baking cookies with Pam and my mom. I went to a bar called the Bloody Bucket. Yeah, that's like the grossest bar name. I've like who? Thanks. Who thought that was okay? I wasn't finished. Well, you took like an eight-minute pause. You do it too sometimes, like that. Anyways, um, that's all that needs to be said after you say you went to a bar named the Bloody Bucket. <laughs> yeah, I guess that does kind of tell you how your night's going to go. That was, you, you didn't let me finish my punchline. That was the punchline. Oh, okay. But I'm saying previously, <laughs> when you just cut me off. Sorry. That was a very long pause. Wow, well, you're just bickering this entire episode. Let's continue. Well, my pauses are longer when I'm tired. But, I know, um, I'm tired too. Anyways, um... Can I... But it, apparently this said bar was a bar that, like, 
how like was like some saloon in the eighteen hundreds where like Jesse James apparently went there once. Yeah, I've never heard that before in my life. There's a plaque on the wall. I know. I don't. Did they just put that there though? Yeah, who knows? But maybe. Because I just. It was on the wall. I feel like that would be like lore. Like people would talk about it more. Jesse uh, Palmer talked about it before. Oh. Anyways, um, had pretty good fun with that. Um, then, anyways, to to bring it full circle, that Sunday, you know, slept in. Um. Really quick, Jesse fell asleep on the couch mm-hmm. and being the best wife ever obviously I just left him so that the cats and I would have the bed to ourselves well <laughs> anyways and then um, so this week we went to the botanical gardens for mm-hmm. the, the Christmas light show there the garden glow yeah, that was pretty fun, and got to take a lot of pictures. Um, there, if you go, folks, I, I don't recommend going through the house. Yeah, because it was a long line. Oh my! Like, I don't know what everyone was doing in that house for so long. Like, we there was so much time between one group going in and then coming out, and the next one going in. We were in there, what, a total of, like, three minutes, maybe? If the... Like, what... I thought it was 30 seconds. Yeah, the house is... Like, the house is cool. It's the Shaw house. It's the guy who built the botanical gardens or whatever, like, his old residence. And it's beautiful. But the line to get in because of the COVID restrictions was, like, not worth it. Unless every... I, I literally don't... I cannot even begin to fathom how people spent that amount of time in that house. Yeah, fair. Like, did they just literally sit down and have, like, a cup of coffee? Like, yeah. were they playing card games? What were they doing in there? You can't go upstairs. You can't go downstairs. You just walk in a circle looking at the rooms, which, again, are beautiful, but... Sure. Blows my mind. Yeah, and it just, like... Because it's so old, I'm like, well, am I in my home now? Yeah. There was one point where I was like, wow, I really wish I lived in a house like this. This is gorgeous. And I was like, wait. <laughs> we do live in a house like that. Ours just isn't kept up as well. Yeah, like uh, I told your dad when we were in there, I was like, this reminds me of that one house we saw in Edwardsville. And it's like, yeah. it's like it does look like that. Your dad was like, yeah. Oh, that house looks so... Oh, that house was so cool. It didn't make sense, though. Yeah, the bathroom... Like, if it had a different bathroom... I didn't see it in person, but just the location was amazing. And the old house itself seemed cool, but it had, like, split-level AC or something. So one part of the house was, like, way hotter than the other. Yeah. And then I think the bathroom... Like, there was only one bathroom, or there was, like, one and a half, and one of them was... Weird. Like, it was, like, not functional. Yeah, this house is better than that one. Yeah, although... No, it is. Okay. 
I mean, they had like a nicer yard and stuff, but... And it was literally in the best location ever in Edwardsville. Anyways, it it was overpriced. One thing, well, um, not for Edwardsville. Um, one thing I noticed about this house, well, I'm the one who did all the looking at the houses on the Zillow and the Realtor. Okay. Um, one thing I'm noticing about our house that I don't know if we can fix or not is the floors being uneven. I was thinking today how much I'd like to move my desk up in the office, but then I remembered it is where it is because when I had it where I originally was thinking, oh, I'd like to move it over there, it was slanted because the floor is like that sloped. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible to fix or not. Probably not. Just the price we pay for having an older home. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, like when we put the bookcase in the living room. Yeah. There were only so many places it could go. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, it was going to tip over. Yeah. Like the the edges of the rooms are like slanted up, like the middle of the room. I guess the floor sags in the middle is what you'd say. Yeah. But it's beautiful. Anyways, botanical gardens. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about rainbow. Yeah. Um... (laughs) It was pretty cool. I never been there before for the the, the glow light or what's it called? Garden glow. Garden glow. It was pretty cool. They have like this snow globe thing, human sized snow globe thing. You could take pictures in. That was pretty cool. There's a lot of like lights that coordinated blinks. Coordinated blinks. Whatever it was, <laughs> it was cool. I don't know. Yeah, they were like timed to music and stuff. Yeah. Um, personally, so I'm I'm gonna hot take here. Um, the Garden Glow is by far the best light display I've ever been to. Bang. There you go. Yeah, and you I heard mean, it here, folks. You heard it here. First. I really like Christmas, and I really, really, really love Christmas lights. First. Uh, and um, I I feel like we've gone, maybe not with you, well, you've been to some, but I've gone to like a fair amount of different Christmas light displays across states and cities and whatnot. And the Garden Glow is just the best because it it's like so unique. Like it it's Christmas, but it's also they have a lot of like botanical themed glow. So it's just, it, it's unique. It's not just like, oh, look, a snowman, even though I do love lit up snowman. Sure. There was a lit up uh, Santa that I thought was a little weird. Yeah, that thing was brand. It was just like on a bench by itself. It was pretty random. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this, the Garden Glow is also cool because it has like sections of different types of light displays. So they have like kind of the trippy, fun, zigzaggy arches and kind of like i don't know more modern displays and then you go to a different section like where the shaw house was and it's very classic like all nice soft white lights lanterns um and since it's a botanical garden they actually have like little christmas trees decorated Mm. um and then there's just you know sections that are just um just very delicate like the last part was my favorite well, it's not the last, last part, but they had a bunch of trees. Um, it was like a little mini forest as you walk through, and it was 
teal and blue and purple Christmas lights and maybe a little mm. bit of pink. And that's like my favorite colors. So um, that was just beautiful. Yeah, I was quite tired after it all. Yeah, Jesse was. Jesse didn't do the hedge maze. They had a lit up hedge, hedge maze. Oh, yeah. Turns out it wasn't actually a maze. You go out where you come in, but whatever. It's fun to wander around in. I guess it's a maze for... What was... It did make me feel a little claustrophobic at some points. Oh, good thing I missed out. Yeah, as I was like turning corners, I was thinking it's a good thing Jesse's not in here. Okay. And so the garden glow was fun to be had. And that basically sums up the time spent between last episode and this week's episode so let's uh move on to current events um there's one thing you haven't shared with listeners jesse what's that um how you've become obsessed with buffy the vampire slayer oh i thought i said that last week did we talk about that last week i might know it's continued into this week's folks when you said that sums up everything. It's like, no, that doesn't sum up the 90 hours of watching Buffy. I mean, that's like trivial details of my life. or. But it's literally how you spend 50% of your time. What do you... I mean, are you offended? No, but I would not call that a trivial detail. If you think how you spend the majority of your time is something trivial, then what are you doing with your life? It's a good question. Maybe you should really stay, take some stock in your priorities. Well, I don't know. I just don't think it matters what I'm watching. But you only get so many hours a day. All right. I thoroughly enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, I get if you're saying it doesn't matter to other people. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you meant like it doesn't matter in general in life. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, okay. I, 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 I revel to watch Buffy. I That's enjoy right. it a lot. Revel. Anyways, I... I I look forward to watching it. it. I just don't. I just don't think people care to hear about it. Everyone wants to hear about Buffy. Well, it's pretty good. I'm up to season three, and a lot of twists and turns along the way. Yeah, there's and, a lot. There's and, a lot I forgot about. And they and, and they and they and they throw you sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like you know, throw you for a loop. Mm-hmm. And um, I enjoy it. I may even watch Angel. See how I feel after it. I've never watched Angel. You never felt for it? You never were up for it? I... So seven seasons of Buffy is such a commitment anyway. And then I know people really liked Angel, but sometimes I'm kind of like a purist. Like, I don't want to... Watch a show that doesn't have... A... What's Sarah Michelle Gellar? Or not even that. It's like sometimes if there's a spinoff of something, it's I kind of like to just keep my stories and my like world simple. Oh. Like this whole Marvel Universe thing? Absolutely not. Yeah. No. There's too many things. Yeah. That's how I feel with like spinoff shows. Sometimes it just gets to be too much. For some people, they love it because it adds like a great depth. And, you know, when you love something, sometimes you just want more and more and more of it. I'm kind of more where I'm like, no, I need to just keep it kind of like this sacred little bubble. Yeah, I might not watch it. I might at least watch that movie. Oh, yeah, you got to watch them. you got to see the beginnings because that's... Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... It's 
nothing compared to Buffy the show, but it is the story of how she began. So yeah, yeah. So my current event for the week is so Jill was there on Sunday. We re, we watched the replay mm. of the last Formula One race, and it wasn't Lewis Hamilton who won. Spoiler. Who usually wins, who's won every year since 2016. And before that, he, he won, let me see, he won 2014, 2015, missed out on 2016. He won 2017, 18, 19, and 20. So that's... That six, is- Wild. Six out of seven years, and he won one more in 2008. So he's a seven times world champion. And that's tied for the most championships and for drivers in history. But he didn't win, and it was a controversial win. At, mm-hmm. And Max Verstappen won the first Dutch Formula One winner. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Formula One, I think, is kind of interesting. I've never really just, like, sat down and watched a race. But this, I I actually sat down with Jesse and watched it. Like, it was really entertaining. Yeah. And I don't understand all the rules. Yeah. But it, it seemed, I don't know, the whole race seemed shady from that beginning thing with Lewis Hamilton going off course. Yeah, so what happened was, so... Max dove into the corner, like tried to lunge in to pass Lewis late in the corner, which he did it within track limits. So track limits means you keep the car between the white lines of the track. Lewis, instead of staying within track limits, he, he avoided the crash that may have would have happened and went off the track. And, and didn't even try to re-enter the track. He just cut across the corner the, to get back on the straight. And apparently he didn't... So normally when that happens, it looked like Max had passed him. So if Max passed Lewis within track limits, Lewis would have had to given him the spot. But... They gave, the officials decided that it, that wasn't the case, and they let him continue racing. Yeah, it was something about they kept saying he like had already lost any advantage he would have gained by missing that, like by not going around that corner, basically taking a shortcut. Like, I mean, it's, it, it within itself that's controversial. Yeah, so it definitely looked like he uh, he missed a really big turn. I don't know. It just seemed, it seems sketch to me as someone who's not well versed in the rules. Just looking at it, it was like yeah. that can't be fair. Well, plus, um, and then so the whole race happened, obviously, and then somebody wrecked in like the fiftieth lap or something, and they they put a well. There was another safety car before that, but another one happened. When someone wrecked, and what and when that happened, so Max pit pitted, put the soft tires on, which means you get 
the most grip, the car goes faster. But what also happened was that they let the cars that already got lapped when the when the safety car was about to get off the track to let the race resume, they let the lap cars pass the safety car before the race resumed, which is probably that I don't think that's ever happened before. So that was controversial. So Max was behind all those lap cars. He was going to have to get through all those cars to make an attempt to pass Lewis to win the race. But they let that happen, so he didn't have to worry about any of that. And by the time the race started, Lewis and Max were neck and neck. And and pretty much that was the race. Like, after that, Max passed him, like, turn four and... Yeah, because he had the better tires. Better tires. Which I didn't fully comprehend the safety car and the lap cars getting to pass and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's not normal. It was pretty much so the race director let that happen. Yeah. And Lewis Hamilton, I guess his team, what, Mercedes? Yeah. Who did for Mercedes? Um, Yeah. I guess they, like, tried to challenge it or whatever the next they day. Did. No, they, they, they challenged it right after the race. Right after, yeah. And then they tried to... They did an appeal to the FIA, who's the governing body over Formula One. Oh, that's what and, I'm thinking of. Yeah, they did that too, but they just they just uh, they just uh, took that down. Like they stepped, they decided not to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that. It seems so. Yeah, those two things. Even though one was in favor favor of Lewis Hamilton, one was not in favor of him. They both just seemed kind of sketch and weird and yeah i don't know there was it didn't i don't think it applied to anyone that was like in the running to win or anything but there i do remember them pointing out that there was another instance where someone went outside of the lane and then came back in and they said the same thing like oh no we didn't really gain anything he can just stay there even though someone tried to pass him and pushed him out so i guess that at least they're staying kind of consistent in there. Yeah, that happened in uh, Brazil, I think. No, the the same. Oh, the same race. Yeah, the same uh, race. Different. Like one of the one of the middle people. Oh, okay. You might have been not paying attention, or you might have been out of the room, or something. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah. um, that's uh, and concludes the episode. Unless, do you have a kitty corner? Uh, I always have a kitty corner, Jesse, and also, you didn't ask me if I had a current event. Well, you said before the episode you didn't. Okay, but I have an update to my one from last week. Well... Do you remember how we discussed the planet that was discovered in the Centauri B? Yeah. Um, And we were discussing about how planets form, and I said, I think it's gas. I don't know. Oh. I just did a little, just to update the listeners in case anyone is curious, basically the theory on how planets form is that it is gases that mix together and then what actually forms the solid matter of the planets is um, dust in the universe that all clumps together because the gases are all mixing together and whatnot. Um, so then they... They join together and they slowly grow to make a planet. Um, And that apparently um, the sun heats off and blows away the gases, most of the gases, which is why the closer you are to the sun, the more solid surface there is. 
And then the further away you are from the sun, like Neptune, Saturn, that kind of stuff, um, the gases, it's colder. So they like the temperature somehow makes them stick closer together. So that's why you get more gaseous planets outside of the further away from the sun's heat, which is also interesting because if I remember right, the planet that they found in Centauri B was like really gaseous. And um, I think they thought it was too hot for planets to form. So if gaseous planets are supposed to be where it's cooler anyway, and then it's like they didn't even expect any planet to form there. It just, oh, just blows the mind that there's still things we think we know, but then we don't know and maybe we're wrong. Yeah. Anyways, just an update. And that concludes current events. <laughs> what? <laughs> so deadpan. Okay, what do we have for Jill's Kitty Corner? Oh, yeah, okay, I got it. Know. All right, welcome to Jill's Kitty Corner. Oh, gosh. Okay. Tired. Okay, so this week in Jill's Kitty Corner, just want to share um, a little update of our life. So the vet who sees Luther and does his acupuncture, recommended just cooking chicken. Did I already talk about this? Probably. Oh, shit. I, I turn these out sometimes. I forget what I talk about sometimes, too. What? Just wait till the end. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, if I talked about this, just fast forward. Um, the vet recommended just cooking chicken for the cat. So I've been making them chicken in the slow cooker. And not the girls because they're not sick, so they don't get it. But I give Luther chicken since he's sick and Ryford since she said it would help him gain weight. So they've been getting um, fresh cooked, cut up, fall off the bone chicken. Mm. For once a meal, once a day for a meal, and it is just the cutest little thing in the world to watch them eat, especially Ryford since he doesn't really have a face. Like he has the tiniest little mouth; it's like the width of my finger, and he is missing a canine. Like they had to pull a canine that was like rotting out of his face, um, before we adopted him. So he does barely has any teeth. He barely has any room in his mouth. But watching him just like inhale shreds of chicken might be the cutest thing I've ever seen. There's video of it on J&J Senior Sanatorium if you want to check it out on Instagram. And that's it for Jill's Kitty Corner. Anyways, um, thanks for all who listen to the podcast. It, it means a lot. And um, also you can, that concludes this week's episode. You can find the, uh, you can follow me on all social media, but the main one is Ramblin' Ronalds on Instagram. <clears throat> like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find the podcast. It's on most platforms. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening and have a good week. Bye. Bye.